the Small Queendom Podcast, episode 60. You're listening to the Small Queendom Podcast with me, Leah Graham, wellness advocate, self-healer, entrepreneur, and Enneagram 3. Tune in each week for holistic personal development and wellness, the Enneagram, and other lifestyle topics. Basically, I like to talk to people, try things, and share here to help you rule your queendom with ease. If you like the show, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend. Is it just me or is this year flying by? I cannot believe we're already at episode 60. Thank you all for hanging with me. I'm excited about this episode because this is a friend of mine. Uh, Nicole Dyer is joining me today. We are going to talk about all about juicing. I love, 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 love juice. And believe it or not, I planned a juicing based here's what happened episode and it got a little bit derailed. I talk about it (laughs) in today's podcast with Nicole. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to read the latest review over on Apple iTunes for the Small Queen of Podcast. You all know I appreciate so much when you take the time to leave a positive review over about the podcast. It helps people know if my show's legit or not, or help them get a feel for what it is. So this review is from Ella Caitlin, and she says, a joyful time, five stars. Leah's podcast is pure joy. Her choice of music, her choice of content, and the way she tackles each episode is wonderful. I truly enjoy listening on a regular basis, but if I don't get to... Nothing is better than a small queendom ketchup binge when I'm on the road for work. Thanks for sharing your light, Leah. I can't wait to see what more you are able to accomplish through this platform. Wow, thank you so much. That uh, review totally made my day. And like I said in a couple episodes before this, if I read your review on air, Ella Caitlin, you are now the proud owner of some small queendom podcast swag. It is an amazing mug. It's pretty awesome. I'm going to put a picture of it over on our Instagram page so y'all can see it. Ella Caitlin, please just email me, leah at smallqueendom.com with your mailing address and I will send that on your way. Thank you so much. If you're a fan of the show and have not yet left me a review over on Apple Podcasts, I would be so appreciative for that. And hey, don't forget you can uh, take a screenshot when you're listening to the show and share it over on Instagram. You can tag me at smallqueendom or or at Small Queen of Podcast, and I will reshare. And it's so great to see you all and, and hear where you're listening and what's hitting home for you. Today's conversation is such a great mix of what we're all about here on the podcast. We're going to be talking with Nicole about wellness, about juicing. I'm going to tell her what happened when I tried celery juice. Oh my goodness. Uh, P.S. If you have tried the celery juice craze that's going on, I want to hear your experience about it. Um, So head over to uh, Instagram and let me know. But anyway, this is such a great conversation. Um, Nicole is, I just admire her so much. She's one of my very favorite people. And she's gone through a lot of ups and downs being an, a food entrepreneur, an innovator, and having her own restaurant. I mean, this girl has grit, but yet she is one of the kindest people you'll ever meet. I think you're going to love hearing about Nicole. You know, she's an ordinary person, really just doing something extraordinary and special. So let's get to Nicole. <laughs>
Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. I love having you here. And what is so fun, you're actually in my office with me <laughs> instead of on a computer screen, which is so fun. Um, you and I have been friends for many years at this point, but I wanted to bring you on the show because... There are a lot of women that have passions and that have that inkling that they have something that they want to start or they have something that they want to build. And maybe they think someone else has already done it or someone has done it better. Um, but you're such an interesting person and you're one of my favorite people in the world. And <laughs> that to me is who people need to hear of. You know, sometimes we get in this celebrity bubble and we only see the same people online and we only hear from this the same people over and over on shows. And sometimes I think it's the more unknown people that have a lot to say, a lot to share. And that is you, my friend. So welcome oh. to the Small Queen of Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Nicole. <laughs> so I know a little bit about you, but not everyone else does. So I would love for you to um, give us some backstory, who you are, how old you are, where are you from, and this journey that has brought you to being a, a single woman in the South, food entrepreneur and innovator. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I moved here, it's been about seven years now from New Hampshire. And I originally landed here for an AmeriCorps position doing um, volunteer recruitment for a food bank, Feeding America, Southwest Virginia. So I did that for a full year. It was a really eye-opening experience, um, and food and cuisine and culture has kind of woven itself into my life um, forever. So I landed here. I completed my uh, year with them, and then really found myself kind of building some foundations here and setting some roots in and started managing the farmer's market here in town and really was opened just, I was astounded by the amount of local produce, the abundance of talent in this area of these farmers, these growers, you know, putting their blood, sweat, and tears into what they're doing, and the abundance of local food that was available. And I didn't feel like it was being properly displayed and showcased, and there was much more that could be done with it and um, made, um, made um, just available to the public. So yeah, so I did, I managed the farmer's market for two years and it was a, an incredible experience. Met so many farmers and growers and, um, and then ended up opening my own, um, own venue of, uh, food and juice, uh, white birch in 2014. So yeah, it's been an incredible journey. And, um, yeah, I grew up in New Hampshire, like I said, and went to school in Vermont, just next door and studied anthropology and sociology and uh, did a lot with culture, studied a lot, traveled to different countries, and um, studied a lot of food and a lot of people, and that's what I love. So that's what I'm doing here. I love that. So I remember one time in the beginning of White Birch, when I first really got to know you, I would bring Norday in, and she was, you know, one year old, and we would Gosh, get... it's been that long. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> we would get, you know, green juice popsicles, and, and you shared with me kind of your mission behind white birch and it was about nutritious food being accessible. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So going back to the beginning of Feeding America, um, I think I was, my eyes were open to the lack of available fresh food, fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables for um, especially low-income families. So I was um, in shock at the quality of food being distributed 
especially in this region, there's a lot of food deserts and a lot of um, lack of access to fresh food. What does that word mean, food desert? So a food desert is technically a region where folks don't have access to, it might might not even be like a, a gas station to get, you know, packaged foods. So an area where there's really no stores, fresh food available. Um, it might be, like I said, a convenience store, but really not a lot of access. So we would run trucks up into these food deserts and distribute food. And, um, I was just really upset at the quality. A lot of, um, corporations will donate, uh, you know, big box stores will donate what they can't sell or, um, mostly expired, expired food. So imagine, you know, the sheet cakes, the 45 inch sheet cakes, oh and my. you know, fro- a lot of frozen food, a lot of, um, you know, like ch- fast food chain restaurants donating what they couldn't sell. And so uh, almost, um, accelerating the cycle of, uh, lack of nutrients and continually putting that back into the, into these areas. And I was really, you know, upset about that. So, I was like, oh, that's the easy fix. I'll just, you know, start growing more produce for them and I'll help build gardens and everyone will be, you know, healthier and happier. And it's a lot more complicated than I thought. Um, so not only is it, you know, cultural, it's um, uh, just education. There's there's so much that goes into it. And me coming from New, New Hampshire, coming from New England, you know, the Yankee. It's like, it's she's like, like crunchy, crunchy <laughs> place too. Yeah, they're like, what? who are you to tell us what to what to eat. And, you know, I kind of stepped back and thought about it. I'm like, yeah, it's true. You know, um, who am I to put, push my beliefs on someone who doesn't necessarily even, you know, trust me or know me. Um, and they've got, you know, different ways of doing things. And so it kind of dawned on me. Um, what if I make it more of a, a choice, an option, uh, make it available and put the education out there. And if they're interested and they see, you know, that, you know, I'm eating healthy and that I feel good and they notice like I'm never sick, like, I, you know, maybe they'll wonder what, what's she doing? So I started, um, a small garden at the, um, at the, at the bank, at the food bank. And then I started a little like kitchen area where people could come and get produce and then started doing some recipes, um, that were free and, helped people, you know, start to incorporate that more into their life. Um, so that was sort of the, the beginning of all of that and my venture into, you know, making it more available because it really, um, I think it's a huge part of it. If it's not convenient and if it's not accessible to people, then they're not going to incorporate that into their lifestyle. So, so how did you decide I'm going to do juice? I'm going to throw my <laughs> hat in that ring. <laughs> I have to say, I mean, I am totally biased. Um, not only are you my friend, but I just think that you make the best juice everywhere I go whenever I travel. And I travel quite a bit. I always grab juice because it, it just feels like a no-brainer nutritionally. And I have to tell you, my friend, that <laughs> there is no other juice that I've ever tried that is better than oh, yours. you're too kind. <laughs> too so nice. how did you get into that ring? And I want to talk about juice a minute. I want to talk about the nutritional benefits and that it's not just some bougie drink that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the rich white it's, girls are drinking, right. that how it can be accessible for anyone that even has like a blender. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how I got into juice was, you know, Post farmers market, I was working at the health food store, local health food store, as a nutritional consultant and helping people, you know, find their way in that realm. And um, I 
there was an opportunity in the back of the store for a small business to a small startup. And, you know, I'd been juicing for a while at home and had kind of made some shifts in my lifestyle and started noticing the changes in my body and how I hadn't had been sick in years. And I was like, wow, I feel great. Like I've been juicing smoothies, um, just eating really clean. And I'm like, there's nothing around here like that. Like we don't have any fresh smoothies. We don't have any fresh juice within like 150 miles. <laughs> like what, you know, so I, I kind of noticed we needed, um, we need to shift in, in the mindset there. So let's bring it into Abingdon. Let's bring it into the health food store and try it out and see if it works. So went for it. I quit both my jobs and decided I would, you know, draft up a business plan and, um, see, see, if it worked. So we set up in the back, I set up in the back of the store, like a six by four foot square with my little tiny home juicer. I invested like a hundred dollars into my equipment and, um, started juicing by hand. And I would juice, I'd get in there like 5am and start juicing and end up with like six bottles of juice and they'd be gone in like 10 minutes. <laughs> so, so tried to keep up with that for a little while and then almost suffocated myself into, you know, out of business because I couldn't keep up with the demand. People were um, responding well, um, doing a lot of testing and a lot of, you know, flavor development at that time, recipe development. Um, it's funny, I recently found one of my old little notebooks cleaning out the other day and it has these white birches on the front of it and it has like orange dream. It has like oh, all my original recipes originals. like like that makes like two servings. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh, so cute. So funny. So what kind but, of volume does white birch do um, now in an average week? Oh gosh. Um, for juice. Like, so we're juicing, we juice almost every day. Um, our, our machine's amazing. It can produce 30 gallons of juice in an hour. I mean, it's, wow. it's, it's a massive, um, cold press machine. It's yeah, really good quality. Um, so we're, we're putting batches out almost every day on the shelves, 30, 40, 50, 60, hundred bottles. Um, usually we do about 200 bottles in a batch. So, so yeah, a lot more than a, than a handful. <laughs> All right, let's, let's do some fun, um, fun little questions. What is your favorite blend in a juice that you've ever created? Oh gosh. So moving into fall right now, probably this one called, um, oh gosh, what did we call it? It's coming back on the shelves. It's a pumpkin spice almond milk. Oh, I've had that one. It's really, really good. Yeah. It's got carrot and almond milk, uh, vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, maple syrup and we even put some pecans in there when we made the almond milk so it's like a pecan almond milk oh my gosh it's so good so something like that I love um the golden the golden milk is my all-time favorite and what's in that that one has almond milk um, black pepper turmeric honey local honey uh cinnamon and let's see what am I forgetting yeah oh um dates some some dates for some sweetness yeah it's so good so it's a little bit thick yeah it's delicious now I love your nut milks they're so delicious but you put double the amount of nuts yeah yes yeah so the almond milk usually the almond milk you find in the grocery store is about two percent almonds 95 percent water and thickeners and emulsifiers and yeah, all sorts of thickening agents because they want you to think that this is nice creamy, you know, milk, but it's really just water and just a bunch of chemicals. No offense to it. all of the brands out there that do that. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, you're not getting number one, like obviously putting those chemicals into your body, not great. Um, 
number two, you're not getting the benefits of the actual almonds that you're going for. So you're not getting the magnesium. You're not getting the calcium that you're going for when you're making fresh um, almond milk like we do, 60% to 40% water. So use filtered water, 60% almonds. Um, it's two times, no offense, Dwayne. <laughs> Love you, Dwayne. <laughs> cow's milk. It's two times the amount of calcium as cow's milk. So like it's the nutritional benefits are amazing. So when you're drinking our stuff, it's like you're, you're getting the good, the good benefits. It's so funny. And anyone that has listened to episode 55 will remember yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne and Nicole are actually great friends. Yes. <laughs> love you, Dwayne. Dwayne loves your juice. I know he does. And I love his milk too. <laughs> and you actually use Dwayne's, um, uh, well, what Yogurt. do you use of yeah. Dwayne? Yeah. And- so we, right now we're using hundred percent all local dairy, except for butter. Obviously we can't get his butter. Um, we're using his milk, his, um, his buttermilk soon in our biscuits. I'm so excited. And all of his uh, yogurts, honey and, oh, and chocolate milk. So yeah. Absolutely. So wonderful. Okay. We digress. Okay. So tell me about maybe a juice that did not work or maybe that in your testing. Cause I know you've tried probably some, some pretty crazy things together. Yeah. One comes to mind. Um, someone was asking me for help with um, liver cleansing. So <laughs> we made one, it was called Liver Polish. <laughs> and like the name, of course, the name, I should have known then. I should have just stopped there. But <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting. It had like grapefruit and cayenne pepper and garlic and Ooh. Uh, ginger, I think. It, it was, it did not taste good <laughs> at all. I'm sure the liver was more than happy to have it, but <laughs> the taste buds. Not so much. <laughs> what is a dream product that you would love to sell, but maybe you you know it just wouldn't fly? Oh gosh, I think. Um, well, see, okay, going back to to um, you know our region and kind of having to figure out like what people like, what people are used to, what what we can kind of introduce slowly. So, um, a really good green juice, like a really green green juice. So even like. 98% vegetables and almost no fruit, but it doesn't taste as good as something that has lots of apple in it. So I try to find a balance of something that tastes really good and it's still really green. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love like really, really super hardcore green juices and I would put garlic in it too. Oh my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> you're gonna have to make that for me sometime when I come over. All right. So I want to take a detour and talk about my celery juice experience. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, on the show, I have a series that I do called here's what happened. And sometimes I have to do these series a little bit in advance because I might do them for two, three, four weeks or more. Um, so I thought over the summer I was going to do like the celery juice experiment that everyone's doing right. And like experience it for myself. So I even like bought a juicer cause of course I buy your juice all the time, but I thought if I'm going to do this every day, I'm going to have to have a juicer at home. So the rules were that I had to do like a head of celery and I quickly learned that the leaves make it super bitter, like <laughs> incredibly bitter because the first couple of days I put all of the leaves in there. It was so bad. But I had to tell you, I was trying to do this for 21 days, right? Because you hear about how, you know, juicing, of course, it's a break on your digestive digestive system. And then, of course, it's so full of nutrients and enzymes and all that. So I only made it nine days and I about died because I was doing straight celery juice and I don't even like 
celery. <laughs> I don't even like celery. And it was like 12 ounces oh, gosh. of yeah. pure celery juice. That's a lot if you don't like celery. But I do want to mention um, that I started adding in some lemon, like a little bit of apple and ginger, and I mm-hmm. made it three more days. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was it. Like I, I, I totally bombed that. So I like I did all this effort and I can't even get an episode out of it. So <laughs> tell me your thoughts on celery juice and why are people crazy about it? Is it just a fad or is it legit? I personally I think it's legit. Um I've been drinking celery juice myself for like four months. Obviously not, I'm not a purist. Not, not, no, not straight though. So I'll do like I'll do probably like sixty percent celery and then like some um cucumbers apple mint lime ginger lemon like so i'll okay that sounds way better (laughs) i'll make a face i'll get it to a point where i know i'm still getting like at least half or 60 percent ginger i mean um celery but yeah i mean i've noticed like skin energy digestion um i mean i from the research i've done i'm astounded by all the i mean the disease is cured the you know, improvements of certain ailments. Like I've seen a ton of great research, but for me, yeah, it's just mainly been energy digestion. I just, I notice more regularly, regularly that I'm eliminating them. And that's what I'm always going after. Like, right. The perfect poo is what we're going after. Seriously. (laughs) I know we're all like, we all hate to talk about it, but like, that's what we, we have to like every single day eliminate the day before. Like we have to like, even like spiritually just like get rid of that and start fresh. So totally. And that digestive system is the seat of it's 70% of your immune system Mm -hmm. is in the health of your gut. And also emotionally, what happens in your gut is digesting the things that happen in life. Yep. So a lot of people that have, you know, that deal with anxiety and things, a lot of times their gut is a mess or, you know, not if someone isn't going enough, maybe they've had like some trauma or some things in their past, like literally their body is not digesting the things. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. It's so fundamentally essential. I know a lot of people will talk about like juice cleansing and things and there's a lot of, um, a little bit of a conversation about whether juice cleansing is good because you're taking the fiber out of it. But I wanted to know from you, cause you've been in this for so long. Like if I wanted, if I'm, you know, I have a pretty clean diet. I'm, I would consider myself in good health. How long is a good amount of time to do like a juice cleanse? Is it 24 hours? Is it three days? Is it more? That seems extreme to be like more than five days, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I really, try to get people to, um, to look at the, the deeper part of this. So like, what is it that you need in that moment? Um, and everyone is so different and even seasonally and you know, where you live in the world, like, so really trying to listen to what you actually need. So it's going to depend on the person, depends on your goal, depends on if you're going for, you know, just a little bit more energy, if you're going for, um, weight loss, if you're trying for actual like detoxification of your whole entire body. So, really three days has been, I've seen the most effective for a lot of people. It's it's been the most popular amount of days, kind of getting over that 24 hour hump and then getting into the third day. So after about 24 hours of abstaining from solid foods, your body's going to naturally kick into detox mode. So if you can hang on for that third day and kind of flush out some of those toxins, that's where a lot of people see great results. Um, but I've seen people go anywhere from, you know, one day to, um, 17, 20 days. Whoa. Um, if you watch, uh, have you seen fat 
sick and nearly dead no, documentary. I okay, so he goes for like 120. He'll go for like months, like doing juice, just straight juice. And he cured himself of, I don't know, a handful, 30, 40 ailments that he had. Um, it's a really astounding documentary if you haven't seen it. So he had so some he, extreme healing that needs to be yeah, done. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why, why I said, you know, depending on what you need, depending on where you're at in life, what you're battling, but if you're an overall healthy person, um, so maybe look at intermittent uh, cleansing. So doing like one day a month or one week a month or three half days a week. So we have, we, I recommend all sorts of different um you know, combinations for people. Some people need just food or just juice. Some people need food and juice. So it really just kind of depends. Um, if you're looking to eliminate all the fiber, if you need to, like you said, eliminating the fiber, um, AKA juice, um, allows your digestive system to do, you know, little to no work. So it's really allowing it to take a vacation. It's like, Oh great. I can have all this energy for all these other parts in my body that I need to heal that have been, um, you know, that have, just totally not have any attention for months or years, you know, cause we, every day we're putting food on top of food on top of food. And if we're not eliminating properly, we know what happens there. So it's, it's, it's just a really great break for the digest, digestive system and for the whole body. So yeah, it just depends on the person, depends what you're going for. Um, and depends what you, what you need. Um, okay. So I get this all the time when people ask, um, I really want to do a cleanse, but am I just going to be like, pooping my brains out the whole time and I'm like no no that's not <laughs> cleansing doesn't necessarily mean that you're like having uncontrollable diarrhea the whole time like that's not what that means <laughs> that is so funny but it's like it's it could be like a pre-existing condition that you've got something going on and now your body's purging and like letting go of all that um or you might actually like have like a virus or something or you might just not agree with an ingredient, but, um, for the most part, like, no, your bowels are most likely going to come into balance. So a more balanced version of whatever issues that you've been dealing with. Um, and really just like, like I said, allowing your digestive system to go on a break. So then your bowels are like, Oh, finally, this is great. <laughs> well, that would yeah. be just awful. I don't think people would be cleansing as much as right. they are. Right. If that was the case. I think right? they ask it, they ask it almost every time, but I guess they just want to make sure that, you know, we're myth busting left or right over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you, uh, can you give us an idea? Now, I understand that different produce has different yield mm-hmm. of juice, mm-hmm. but approximately in, I don't know, whatever measurement, 8, 10, 12, 16 ounces, like how much produce actually goes into that amount of juice? So we do 12 ounce bottles and in about 12 ounce bottle, you'll get, there's approximately two, two, two and a half, sometimes three pounds of fruits and vegetables going into that bottle. Wow. So it's a lot. So if you, if you put out, if you did a three day cleanse and you put out all the fruits and vegetables onto a table, I mean, it would take you like eight weeks to chew through all those. Like it's it's a lot and, um, it's pretty amazing. And I think the other thing that is often overlooked and you know, that, that concept of like, Oh, juice is just like bougie. Like, why don't you just eat your fruits and vegetables or why don't you just drink a smoothie? Well, the difference is, um, well, this is sort of going back just a step. Um, the type of juicer that we use is a cold press. Um, there's pretty much like three different types of juicers, a masticating juicer, a centrifugal juicer, and a cold press. And with the, the centri- centrifugal and the masticating, um, they use either they use the spinning motion or the grinding motion. And oftentimes, um, well, all the time, there's some sort of heat um, oxidation going on in the, in the juicing process. And there's not enough... Um, force to really retrieve all of the juice 
from the fiber. So oftentimes the pulp is like, you know, still kind of wet, you notice. So you're not getting all of those nutrients that are still stuck in the fiber. Whereas the cold press uses like anywhere from like 10 to 15% more pressure than a normal juicer. So you're, you're using, or you're getting 10 to 15% more nutrients, um, per bottle of juice. So imagine a carrot, you juice the carrot, um, all that insoluble fiber is being ex- extracted from the juice itself. You drink the juice, your body absorbs about 95% of the, the beta carotene. If you eat that carrot, a lot of that fiber is, um, you know, going to be passed through your body. Some of the beta carotene is still stuck in the fiber. Whereas, you know, so you're passing that through, you're not absorbing as much of it. So like, that's the beauty of the juice is like, you are literally absorbing almost hundred percent of the nutrients that your body needs in an appropriate way. So that's kind of like the difference. That is incredible. And if one thing I realized about the small and large intestines is that it's not what you eat, it's what you absorb. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that is totally awesome. Totally. Do you have any kind of uh, routine in the morning? Like you wake up and do like an (laughs) anti-inflammatory juice or do you do like a green juice or like, is there any kind of like times of day that you like certain types of juice better? Yeah, for sure. So I sort of, I, I have a, um, like Ayurvedic background. So I, um, kind of tell us more about that. Okay. So Ayurveda is basically the sister science of yoga. Um, it's, it's pretty much like the understanding system of how to nurture, how to care for your body. Um, and it's, it starts with the foundation. It starts with food. So that that's like number one, our number one primal instinct of like taking care of ourselves is what we put into our bodies. So Ayurveda goes into um, pretty much seasonal, um, your your blueprint of who you are as a person, unique, and then, um, you know, where you live in the world. So, um, for example, um, I, I'm trying to give like a, a snippet of all of this because it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a big understanding world. system. Yeah. And um, I, I think a lot of it really has to do with getting back to listening to who you are and what you need, like I said before. Um, but seasonally, think of summer like, you know, it's a hot season, it's a, it's a fire season. So we're needing to, it's a, con, it, it's a continual balance of um, trying to balance ourselves. So in the summer, we're needing cooling foods, so like cucumbers, you know, avocados, coconut milk, um, dairy, whatever it is, whatever sort of cooling foods um, do well for you. And then in the winter, it's, you know, it's cold, it's dry, we're lethargic. So we need some spicier foods. We need, you know, spices, we need, um, you know, lighter yet nourishing foods that are going to warm us up, but not make us feel too lethargic. I'm thinking like a pumpkin soup. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. That's really intuitive. You know, people are saying like this intuitive eating situation happening now. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like Ayurveda. It is. is. It's so it's sort of like making a comeback and it's, um, it's becoming more, I guess, mainstream in a way. Um, but it's wonderful. It's, it's just like a very simple way of knowing what you need to go to personally and how that might be different from someone else. So, um, there's, it, it can be broken down into sort of like, this is like a whole other podcast we could, we <laughs> could do okay. <laughs> one day. Uh, but it sort of can be broken down into like three different types of person and your blueprint is something that you were born with. So you're continually trying to balance, come back to balance with that. So like Vata, Pitta, Kapha, Vata is fire or Vata is air, Pitta is fire and Kapha is earth. So like you're 
trying to balance these elements in your body continually um, throughout the seasons. So I'm a very fire, um, fiery vata, so fire, airy. I live in the, the clouds, you know. So like, yeah, you so, do. <laughs> I love it. And, and this can go. This so when I read into you know the enneagram and the pers- the strengths finders, like that's basically it. It's like a, the ancient understandings of all of that and like learning how to balance yourself. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what's your enneagram? Did you find out? Um, I'm a seven. <laughs> I probably would agree with that, think, right? <laughs> yes, the seven, the enthusiast. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I love so, that. So you are in the assertive stance. You see something, you go out, you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have so many ideas. You are there for it. You have so many friends. But your biggest growth practice is sticking with things when it gets hard. Yes, right? definitely. And, and not running from pain. Yes. Oh, yes, for sure. I bet your and yoga journey has really helped with that. Yes. So I need a lot of sovata, so air. You That type of person needs a lot of grounding. So I need a lot of grounding, a lot of calming, a lot of, you know, like think of like nourishing grounding foods like potato, like root vegetables. And so like ruby red is a really good flavor for me. It's got carrots, um, beets, uh, celery, ginger, a lot of those grounding, you know, and then it's got a little pineapple because I love little little sweetness and then um, apple. So it's nice and grounding and like that's what I need a lot. But I crave because when you're out of balance, you're craving what you're what's already putting you out of balance. You know what I mean? So like oh. you, so I crave green lemonade, which is kale, green apple, lemon and ginger. So lem- I just I love lemon and ginger, but that only heats me up and, and is uplifting. Even oh, wait more. a minute. So I'm like, that's the oh. one I always want. Well, so could we be the same? Like I like when I drink green lemonade, which is the mm-hmm. ginger, the mm-hmm. the lemon. It's mm-hmm. like it's tart, it's spicy. Like I love that. That mm-hmm. feels that feels like a cold glass of water. I know in the best it's so way. good. It's so good. And I'm also drawn to like raw foods mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily the food I most like to eat, but it's the food that makes my body feel the best. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. It'd be, I would be really curious to find out your, like your dosha type, your dosha makeup. Oh, I'm so interested. I feel so like you've interested. got some kafa in you, some, some earthiness. So that's, that'd be why you're craving that. Cause that's good for you. Oh, so, okay. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. We need to have like a dinner date so we can get yes. into this more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to my original question. That was like the best detour ever. Yes. Um, cause now I want to know what my, what my dosha I know, is. I right. know. What is my dosha? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I wake up in the morning. What kind of things, is it going to be dependent upon my body or is are there some kind of guidelines what what do what generally does a body need besides basic hydration right okay, in the so morning? I think I think both so I think figuring out what you need what what season it is for you where you are where you're living um, and then also general guidelines of alkalinity I think alkalinity is huge like starting your day off alkaline um, so starting with something alkaline or something cleansing, whether it's like room temperature, lemon water, like half a lemon right there, that brings your body to a point of alkalinity that you want to start. Like you're starting on the, on the, on the, op, on the offense, you know, for the day. If you're, if you're starting with coffee, you're immediately putting your body in, into, into a acidic state. So it, it's, I'm it's, making it's a almost face. like it's... <laughs> It's almost like it's just a little bit harder for the body to um, come back from that, to back to alkaline in order to fend off whatever else we're putting into it that day. And you're also starting off with a diuretic if you're starting off with coffee. So you're already, you know, pulling, whether good or bad, you're pulling vitamins and minerals. You're stripping the body of those nutrients. Whereas if you 
maybe wait a little bit later. So for example, what I like to do is start off with something cleansing, either lemon water or like a cleansing tea, warm, especially in the winter. In the summer, usually like, um, you know, room temperature lemon water, but um, do that um, and then drink a glass of water and then a little pinch of salt in there and then um, a green juice, some sort of like super green juice. That's what does best for me most of the time. This, in the winter, um, I stay, I veer a little bit um, towards warmer beverages. So like a golden milk is, oh my gosh, love golden milk. It's so nourishing in the winter. Can you give an um, example of how someone could make their own at home? Like oh, a yeah. milk at home? Yeah. Yeah. So easy. So warm up whatever type of milk you're using, cow's milk, almond milk, co- coconut milk, whatever. Um, warm it up on the stove, whisk in your spices. So turmeric, if you're using fresh, grate it in there, grate your ginger in there, um, grind your black pepper, your coconut oil, um, whatever else you're putting honey and whisk it all together, heat it up. And then if you've got the, if you grated your ginger, then just put it through a strainer real quick. And then, um, if you want it frothy on top, you can put that it in your blender. So good. Vitamix. <laughs> that sounds Delicious. so good. Sometimes so good. I'll even do like a half a banana and then I'll blend it. Mm-hmm. Makes it thick. Yum. Ooh, so good. So good. So yummy. All right. So I think that what makes an entrepreneur special is their innovation, their drive, but also the journey that they have to go on. Right. Like the, I feel like the entrepreneur's journey is like the hero's journey. (laughs) (laughs) Warrior. There's so many ups and downs and, and, and winding roulades. And you look back and you go, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Like, I want you to talk a little bit about what this entrepreneurial journey, I mean, because one, you are a female in the restaurant industry besides your beautiful juice. You have a full blown restaurant and I'm going to toot your horn. You have been featured in some significant <laughs> publications. Go ahead and name drop some. Oh gosh. Uh, we've been in, let's see, Virginia, um, uh, Virginia living. We were in Vogue a couple months ago. That was awesome. And I can't even remember. I think I it's know. like USA There's, Today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. Southern Living too, right? Yeah. They, yeah. 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 Oh, you know, Southern Living anyway. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about what this journey as an entrepreneur has kind of taught you. What Obviously, there's a lot of hard things. Like, how has it taught you to, like, dig deep? I'd love to just kind of hear your heart on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's been it's been a quite the journey because we've so we moved from I moved from the health food store into a second location into the location we're in now so it's sort of like I've had three phases of this business and completely different all three completely different it's, it's like I've had three businesses pretty much wow um and this one obviously being you know the most um full establishment that we've had most complete you know business uh set up has been the most intense but also you know super rewarding at the same time you know um, hearing customers come in and, and saying those things similar to what you said, you know, like we travel around the world and we love your juices, you know, phenomenal. We love the flavor of it. And we love, you know, all your recipes and, you know, and also when they recognize, you know, part of my mission and vision is a place where people can come and they walk in and they can feel the positivity. It's like they walk in, you know, they feel at home, they feel at peace, they feel like they know how to listen to themselves and figure out what they need. Cause that's what, you know, I'm all about is like helping people that. find that, like find that place of, okay, be still and like, just feel, what do you need? 
and also being real at the same time. Like I'm trying to create a place that is not necessarily one sort of, you know, diet or one sort of like belief system. Um, it's not just vegetarian. It's not just, um, you know, gluten-free. There's all sorts of options within it. And what is it that you need that will make you feel complete? Um, and not eliminating anything. Like I'm not a huge person on like, Oh, you should never, ever have that. Like, well, there are some things, but you know, (laughs) sure. 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 In, in the, you know, health world. Um, I think a lot of times we get stuck on like, Oh, well, you know, that's something that we should cutting out whole food groups. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, Oh, well, you know, if you're going to have a green juice or if you're going to have a burger, then maybe you follow it up with a green juice. And, you know, so helping people, like if you're going to have that, then maybe have this too and help them switch their mindset to like, Oh, I was so bad. So now I have to have this. Like I was so bad last week. I ate all this stuff. So now I have to cleanse. Like, so like food is almost like a form of punishment. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's not healthy. Yeah. So I'm trying to sort of shift that mentality of, um, of health and wellness to a positive and that's what I'm trying to create in, in, you know, the restaurant as a whole. Um, so what I will say about the business part of it is that, um, it's, it seems more simple when you have that vision and you have the mission and it's just you and yourself. And then you try to, um, obviously make it a little bit bigger and share that with the world and getting, finding people who align with your, your vision and finding people who, um, are loyal and you can trust and that are, want to be a part of this business, a bigger picture as, as a whole. So I would say finding those people, um, finding like your tribe and, um, really just the grit, like just staying with it, the grit and then finding, um, your power. So that's something I've been, um, going through in the past personally in the past almost year now, um, transition from my partner and I, who actually started this business together and we split about a year ago. So it's sort of been like a whole new world of, you know, evolution of this business and it's becoming, um, mine now in a way. And so, so it's sort of like finding that power, um, within yourself to share what you love. Um, so, so yeah, but the business world itself is definitely challenging. The restaurant industry is pretty (laughs) brutal, pretty relentless sometimes, but like so rewarding at the same time hearing people come in and getting those reviews and we've, you know, you read those trip advisor reviews and you're like, Oh, that's, you know, that's why I'm doing this. And we find, I find myself so often just getting caught up in the 1% of negative reviews and negative feedbacks. And I fixate on those and I'm like, what am I doing? Why don't I focus on this 99% that are, you know, incredible. And people are so grateful that we're here. And I hear that all the time. So so yeah, it's, it's absolutely so worth it. And, you know, I'll continue to make it a more thriving business. I'm going to give a total plug for all of your favorite small businesses that are out there. Like if you have a restaurant that you love or uh, a hairstylist that you love, go out there and get online Definitely. and leave them oh a gosh. dang review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it helps so much. It's literally it? the best. It's my number one preferred way of people to help. I'm like, if literally it's, it's so helpful. Like that's where, I mean, that's where, that's what I do. I go into a new city. I pull up my Yelp. I pull up my trip advisor, like pull up Google. That's exactly what everyone's doing. So, I mean, we, that's, it helps us so much. What is a way, Nicole, that you have, I mean, I know that you have a very deep yoga practice and maybe this is part of it. Um, but in this kind of evolution of going through the ups and downs of 
this intense business, like what is a way that you have, that you reset and recharge or maybe a new way that you've learned to reset and recharge or heal? Yeah, I would say, um, my meditation practice is huge. I mean, that's been, you know, what's gotten me through everything. And I think that's something we kind of forget that we're always there for ourselves. And like, in the end, you know, like that's, that's who we have. And like, so that's, I'm reminded of that. And I've been kind of using this mantra recently. Um, like I see you're here and I love that. Just like noticing that to yourself and just like reminding yourself, um, of that power of like the connection with yourself and your divine, whatever, you know, whatever your belief system is, your divine connection. Um, so I'd say that coming back to that continually and just like knowing that I'm part of a bigger, you know, a bigger, um, picture and bigger connection and just like just keeping that um faith really so I was in your adorable apartment the other day and if anyone follows follows me on Instagram I'm sure they've seen you in my stories and things <laughs> and uh, there was a little um a little sign that you had next to your mirror and it said everything I want is on the other side of fear what has that mm-hmm. meant to you oh yeah that's something that it's really near and dear to my heart this past year um Cause I realized that's exactly what was in my own, I was in my own way. I was, you know, the fear of like, well, what if, you know, what if this happens and then this happens and just like really just overthinking a lot. <laughs> like I get into the rabbit hole. I know we all do. We spiral out of control and start thinking about, um, you know, everything that doesn't even either it doesn't exist or it already happened and you can't do anything about it. Like, so, um, yeah, I think fear is, is huge for a lot of us that debilitating, um, power it has over us. So I think this, this recently just, um, going for what I know I need. And even though it's going to be super scary when I'm standing in the middle of it, I'm just going to go for it and, um, try this new chapter. Like I've kind of stepped into this year of, um, being, you know, completely single, running a business. Um, and yeah, knowing, not knowing the next step, (laughs) you know, that I can see the personal work on you. Like you look beautiful. Your hair looks great. Like I know you're under tremendous stress, you know, all the time, but you, you look like you're doing okay. You know, like I don't, I'm not looking at you and I'm worried. (laughs) You know, so I, I just think as your friend, I mean, just keep putting one step in front of the other. Yeah, that's you know? all we can do, right? You, can, you have people that love you. You have people that support you. And I think that that's really brave to, you know, to just keep showing up. Yeah. yeah. Keep showing up. Even when you're vulnerable, even when you're scared, just keep right. showing up. Yeah. And I loved how when you said your mantra, you put your hand over your heart. Do you do that mm-hmm. a lot of times when you say a mantra? Mm-hmm. Why is that? It actually creates a connection within your body. So like your the connection of your hand on your heart. I mean, you are creating that full loop, that full cycle of connection of energy throughout your body. So like if you're, if you're in a mantra where your palms are up, you know, towards the, towards the sky, like the energy, you're allowing the energy to, to be uplifting and you're sort of like inviting energy in. Um, another example is if your palms are down, um, like on your knees or any, you know, on your hips, like you're grounding, you're literally grounding yourself into the earth. Um, whereas if you're, you know, placing your hand over your heart, you're making that connection with yourself and like sending a signal to your body. Like, Hey, like I'm here, like I'm still here for you no matter what. Like, so that is so beautiful. I can immediately feel that change. You know, you really can. If you, all you, everyone out there, even just like put your hand over your heart. Yeah. 
Yes. Lately, I've been saying, like, I'm love, I'm light. That just seems so Mm -hmm. simple, you know, Mm -hmm. right? But I just keep saying that to myself. One thing I've been trying to do in my journal practice is I'm journaling about the fact that I believe in myself. I Mm -hmm. am here. Mm -hmm. I am showing up. You know, I'm I'm going to complete things. Yes. And, like, I think that act of building self-trust is going to take you far. Yeah, it is. It's like what you said. At the end of the day, I've got me. Right. You know, right. I can't depend on other people for my happiness. Mm-hmm. I can't depend on other people to get money in the bank right. for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Building that self-trust. Yep. Sometimes I have realized that I've created like self-fulfilling prophecies that keep me from mm-hmm. completing or succeeding. You know, I kind of like oh, yeah. talk down about myself oh, before yeah, I've even started yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. All the time. That's like, I feel like I'm just fighting myself off like constantly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's amazing. We get into these mindsets where we're like, like you just use the journaling example. It's so funny. I've been trying to get back into journaling this year. Like I've, you know, I, I've got to do this. It's, I've got so much on my mind. I've got to get it onto paper. And I started, I went to this workshop and I actually realized one of the reasons I hadn't been journaling is because I didn't feel like I was worthy enough to like get my thoughts down onto paper. Like that's, wow, you know, and, and, um, we wrote a letter to someone who had like kind of like stunted our journaling or whatever growth in, in the past. Right. So mine was a second grade teacher and she, um, had told me my handwriting was messy because I would rush. I, I would rush through my handwriting because I wanted to get outside. <laughs> I didn't like being, I wanted to go play. So, Ever since then, my handwriting, I never did slow down, I don't think. And my handwriting is still not great. And I realized that she she allowed me to th- have that thought that, like, I wasn't worthy enough to slow down and have nice handwriting and, like, take the time to journal. <laughs> so, so that's what I've been focusing on, too, is, like, I'm, I'm worth it. I'm enough. I'm worthy. I deserve to slow down and take the time for myself. It's not, like, spoiling myself by sitting down and writing for 30 minutes. It's, like, it's... I need that. Oh, <laughs> so, that is profound. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. Oh, I need to think about that for myself. Have you ever read the book? Um, this is a little off topic. You're a badass at making money. No. Okay, well, to. I have it. You can borrow it. Okay, I need to. <laughs> but she has a journaling exercise in there, and it's about writing a letter to money. Oh, and about a one. writing a letter about your relationship to money. Mm. So you had to really think about it, like like what your inner beliefs are about money. And so it could be like, dear money, I feel like you're never here when I need you, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or all the time, like you show up all the time and then you disappear. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's pretty profound, but I totally believe in journaling. That's great. Incredible practice. (laughs) All right. I know that you're a dreamer and I'm a dreamer too. (laughs) We get in trouble when we're together because we come Mm -hmm. up with like enough ideas to fill like, three lifetimes yes. is there like a product or another thing beyond juice that you've ever thought mm, I'd love to create that oh gosh um that's a great question actually I, I so besides juice um this is more of like a service though. So it would be some sort of like wellness, like retreat program. So like it would include 
it would include juice, but it would also be like yoga and meditation and like a retreat somewhere to a different place. Um, so like, that's something I've toyed around with a little bit. Oh, then you can like bring in your love of travel and things too. Yeah. Ooh, I'd go. Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Got one client. (laughs) Okay. And I also love to think about the road not traveled, you know, maybe it is the shoulda, woulda, coulda. If you like went back to Nicole four years ago when the juice business had just started, Mm -hmm. like, is there something you'd whisper in her ear about a different way or a different thing to do? Oh gosh. Um, would you imagine like, for instance, like maybe would you rather just bought a food truck and driven around the country (laughs) selling juice out of a truck? (laughs) No, you know, I don't think I would change it. I think I would, I think I would, um, well, I would have encouraged myself a bit more to, to stand in my power and, you know, be who I am and, and not forget that I am enough and that I'm worthy. Like that's something that I continually have to remind myself of. So I think I, if I, um, could have kind of whispered that in her ear, but I think I would have gone along with exactly how this is all panned out. And I'm super grateful that it has turned out the way it has. And it's kind of opened my eyes to all sorts of other ideas. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> For the future. (laughs) That's wonderful. What would you say to either teenage Nicole or 20-year-old Nicole or, I don't know, just any young woman that's out there that has her whole life ahead of her and, I don't know, has a dream? I would say um, just don't be afraid. Just go for it and be who you are, but take the time to listen to who that is because I think a lot of times we're – you know, when we talk about being present, um, it's huge. It's not just like, Oh, be present. It's like, really like you don't, you can't change what's happened in the past. You, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. It's like, that's really is all we have is this moment. So like, listen to what, who you are, what you need and don't be afraid Don't let that fear get in your way. And yeah, just, just go for it. Be you. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that. I, d- I know I definitely, needed that message. I need, I need that message now, yeah. right? That's, yeah, that's so important. I think sometimes maybe it's older age. Yeah. <laughs> <Those learned Yeah. laughs> uh, Nicole, this has been wonderful. Um, can you, well, first off, I know people are going to wonder, do you ship? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. We can ship. All right. Sure. And how can people, um, find out more about white birch or follow you on social media? Tell us all the things. Yeah. So we, are on Instagram, uh, White Birch Food and Juice. Follow us on there. We've got a website, whitebirchjuice.com. Um, my email and everything's on the website. Get in touch, call me, anything. Um, and yeah, follow us on Instagram, like our stuff, share our stuff. And if you are doing something similar, give me a shout out and maybe we can collaborate or something. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. I don't know about you, but I am craving juice now. (laughs) Listen, have a great week. Go out and make it matter. Believe in your beautiful dreams. I believe in you. See you next week. Bye.